have enough soda. You're good, dude. You're gonna have to pee. Like, chill. You drank beer. You like, (laughs) fuck. and headbands <laughs> the return ah feels good to be back it does dude episode uh 15 quick shout out to our uh, executive producer kid cosmaker for hooking us up with all the new equipment to yeah get us say, rolling. as you can see we have a new set new microphones we got a lot of cool stuff coming so yep. uh 
Let's blast off. Yeah, here we go. Uh, we're going to kick it off with a new segment, Weekend Winners. Um, it doesn't have to be particular to any sport. It is just weekend winners in any way, any shape or form that you can define it. Correct. Uh, so who, who do you got? Okay, so a cool weekend for golf, in my opinion. Um, obviously, Tiger Woods' return has been you know, highly, highly... Um, Media, like the media is crazy around yep. Tiger Woods. Anytime Tiger does anything, he has a surgery, he does this, you know, his mugshot of him when he got picked up for being drunk and oh, all yeah. that stuff leading up to. So it's his first tournament of the year. Just comes out, you know, expectations for what he was going to do are kind of always, you know, a little bit tempered only because of the injuries he's had, how long of a layoff he's had. Um, socially, the things he's gone through, stuff like that. But what's awesome is Tiger Woods comes into this tournament and has glimpses, just glimpses, like of the old Tiger. Yeah, he, not, he really did. I'm, I'm not, you know, my expectations still are tempered, though, because there are good things to be seen. Um, he finished at eight under, which is phenomenal for him. He was in the race coming down there through Saturday. Sunday, he had a few double bogeys coming in. He bogeyed the last two holes. But I think as far as what he wanted and what sort of his coaches and just everything, that's best-case scenario is what oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, I agree, too. Um, he he did have glimpses of himself. Uh, I didn't watch the tournament. I saw highlights and stuff. Uh, it was it was awesome to see him hitting shots like he used to. He has that, it just almost seems dominated. like he has that swagger back. Yep. When he, I mean, he dominated the game for so long, for so many years. And to see him back out there hitting some of the shots that he was used right. to hitting them, yeah. you could he had tell that, he was having he had fun. The, he, yeah. He had that sort of fire in his yep. gut. You know, he was, he was willing some of the putts in. That's the only thing. And if anybody plays the game of golf, you understand that a round can turn very quickly, and especially for a guy like Tiger who's had the injury problems he's had. But, I mean, coming into this tournament, he was he was up in the leaderboards the first couple of days, you know, starts to, starts to you know, bogey a few holes here and there. But I think as far as uh, he definitely won the weekend, in my opinion, I think it's great for golf. It's great for sports. It's great for people like us who do this. He's fun to talk about. You either love him or you hate him. But I guarantee if he's even within contention in a major anytime soon, I mean, that's that's a giant, giant opportunity for golf or sports in general. So love to see Tiger back. Love to see him back. Yep. Who do you I got agree. for your weekend winner, Lip? Uh, I, again, I'm not the biggest college football fan. I watch the bowl games and when it comes down to playoff time, but I just I don't follow it as much as I should probably. But uh, I went with – Clemson. I watched that game uh, hanging out last weekend, and I mean, Clemson as a whole is just, they showed why they're the number one ranked team in the country, and their defense was so overwhelming. Dominant. The offense, which has been well hidden uh, of a not very strong quarterback mm -hmm, for Miami, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they do quick slants and small little pass plays to get him by and to kind of hide him, which they did most of the year very well. But Clemson didn't allow them to do anything. Anything. Three points. <laughs> and it was it was kind of 
it was kind of you know it was very dominant yeah. on Clemson's part. It was kind of sad to see the way Miami went down right. after the season they had it, because they, nobody they, thought that they would be the playing peak the way that, that they, they had were. reached after they beat Notre Dame. Oh, I man. mean that. I mean it's good for the University of Miami and their fans and. As me and you, avid listeners of the Levitard show, it's yep. fun listening to them talk about Miami yeah. and listening to the hype that they had. And But I think it just shows the the separation that some of these big SEC schools and just dominant programs athletically have. I mean, granted, Miami is and was. It's a, it's a pretty big – I mean, it's a big school oh, when yeah, it comes to for sports. Sure. But yeah. when you see how dominant a team like Clemson has been the last couple of years and the ability to maintain it – is that that you can just tell on that their defense has NFL players just oh, all over. Yeah. You can just you can just tell. You can see it by the eye. Miami does too, but it, it seems like Clemson has a lot more and they're a little more developed. Yep. But I mean, Dabo has done a good job with that team and the players he's recruited. <laughs> Dabs for Dabo. Dabs for Dabo. Um, <laughs> he, he's done a good job recruiting oh, players. Absolutely. And he just seems like the players like the guy. Uh, he yep. seems likable. And at least from the a lot of people wondered how they would be losing Deshaun Watson and what their quarterback would look like, and how the offense would click yeah. play exactly. Yeah. Especially and as a big game, they've had a like good Deshaun. year, as you can see, defending champions, mm-hmm. uh, going into the playoffs, number one ranked. Um, it's that rematch against wait, Alabama. Wait, so is though. Alabama number four? Yeah. So Alabama they play right Clemson. off the bat. Yeah. The, wow. The third, the third game of the saga. Wow. Should be fun. I that mean, that will be good, and that is why Ohio State got left out. For clear, the ratings on that game are yeah. going to be huge, Gigantic. and they are definitely. Oh man, that sucks for Ohio State fans, but it's good for the NCAA it, who's going to be making they, bank. I mean, but I mean, obviously, there's a lot of talk on who should be in, who should be out. That's one reason why I don't necessarily follow college as much because I, I feel here. like it just gets beat into the ground. Well, this team, strength of schedule is this, strength of schedule is that. Well, the eye test says this and that, and they lost to them, but they beat them. There's so many little intricate things that go into play where just, at least from the way I look at like that sport, like clearly Alabama was the better team. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. if, as far as schedule, you know, people say they didn't have the hardest schedule. Yeah, I get oh, it, but I, uh, they're clearly the better team. I saw Nick Saban. They're better. I, yeah, they are. definitely. Like, I saw a tweet earlier today from Colin Cowherd a segment of his show and I didn't listen to it but I saw the headline of it and it said you can't lose to Iowa by 30 yeah. and expect to be let in Alabama's not losing to Iowa by, by 30 <laughs> and um that's a huge I mean, loss that is a huge loss, a huge loss to a team that's not normally up there oh yeah unless I mean, you're talking about the wrestling program yeah and like, shout out again. to Tanner and Ryan Warner <laughs> but yeah, that's enough for college football because again, yeah. I don't know. Same here. Let's let's just... let's just move right into the NFL. Um, we're gonna go over some the scores uh, quickly here. Um, the 49ers took the Bears out by one point, fifteen fourteen. We'll get, in, we'll get the into the yeah, Bears. We'll talk a little to that later. later but... Titans took the Texans down twenty four thirteen, which that's we'll a get big into win that in that game later. Too. That is a big win, and I love it. Um, Vikings over the Falcons, 14-9. Um, Another great game. Yeah. Line. It just shows Vikings, though. I mean. They, they're they a solid team. Zorb has dude. got to be proud. And and the fact that you can put a guy no. in, you can plug in a guy like Case Keenum, who's kind of never been 
I mean, he's obviously never been a dominant quarterback. He's always yeah. he's kind of a journey guy who sits in the back and kind of he does what he has to when your guy gets injured. But I mean, coming into this, coming into this situation, couldn't have been any better for at least him or any other quarterback because you see the the receiver options he has, and then what's what's even more interesting about the team is how Dalvin Cook, dynamic runner. Clearly, you could tell yeah. he was one of the best rookie playmakers coming out of this year's draft and they lose him for the season you think all right how are they going to adjust you know they got case keenum at quarterback they lose their starting running back and look where they're at now they're yeah they're absolute you can tell that how important a team that has that dominant of a defense as well and they're balanced on the offensive side of the ball and case keenum's playing with confidence i mean they're, two I, touchdowns. Yeah, I like. Twenty-five I like, for thirty, two hundred twenty-seven yards. Twenty-five for thirty. He missed. For 30. Matt I, Ryan, defending MVP, right? Sixteen at for home. twenty-nine, hundred seventy-three yards, zero TDs, and that's at the home. Falcons have been struggling this year. They yeah. haven't been able to find a groove I don't offensively. Know. It's it's that hangover. I guess it's the it's the post Super Bowl loss hangover. I don't. I know. guess it's but. it's it's affecting them into this season, and you can. T- I don't know if maybe they were that rattled having that big of a swing going into the end of that game it's last tough year. To, but to only, I mean, they only put up nine points at home. I mean, granted, yeah, my, Minnesota, seriously. you can tell, is a great defense. But, I mean, to stall, an, uh, what, like you said, mm. the MVP of the season last yeah. year, to stall him and in his home uh, field is... You got me, like, no fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> Against me, even though you still have a chance. Yeah. Well, I just don't want Log. I didn't want Log to beat me because I want that first round buy, and so does he. Everybody will Everybody's chasing that. <sighs> I know. I'm still <laughs> sitting on pins and needles. It's coming down to the night, but so then we'll. Uh, we got the Ravens taking down the Lions, forty-four to twenty. With the Ravens' offense, like where does that come from? I don't know. Their offense has been really stagnant, and all of a sudden, Joe, it's the resurrection stuff. of Joe Flacco. Well, I mean, <laughs> look at the Saints' defense. Yeah, they were nowhere, and now they're looking like a serious contender. I again, we'll talk about the Saints too in a little bit. But the Patriots, I I like the Saints, mauled the Bills. Which I mean, let's just—that's what happens. Packers still have playoffs hope, taking down the Bucks. Um, Jags beat the Colts thirty to ten. Dolphins over the the Broncos. The Jags are going to be interesting too. I mean, when it comes, when that, it comes they worry to me because they're in the Titans division, and it sketches me out because we're both eight and four, but they, I think they got a tie. It's it's weird to say because at least from the mo- from the time that I've been following sports, and the Jaguars yeah. have kind of always been just the laughable team in, in Florida that nobody really pays attention to. They they get high drafts. They kids shaking his head. They, <laughs> they get high draft picks, but they never seem to pan out. And now it's one of those things where they've built an extremely dominant defense like yeah again it's just sort of like the it's sort of they're almost the minnesota team but just not quite as far along because blake bortles is one of those guys who's gonna he's gonna throw two he's gonna throw two picks in the worst the fourth quarter he's gonna throw a pick yeah seriously he is far yeah i mean they're they're definitely definitely a team to watch out for Um, i like they're fun to watch i like watching the jags uh it's weird to see the Broncos get stomped. Wow, thirty-five they to have, nine. I understand they don't really have an offense right now. They have fell off the face of the planet. But their defense is just where, like, I it's know. so. Again, it's so weird how quickly things can shift. Yeah, you know what won I mean. Won the title two years ago. Yeah, on off of that defense. Off of the defense. That itself, defense yeah. won it for them. Um, 
Jets beat the Chiefs 38-31. Chargers yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Jets and yeah. Chiefs because it, the way that the Chiefs came out in the season Alex Smith just dropping like absolutely crushing the Patriots on national television Yep, came out. It's just an extremely dominant, dominant win. I think they won the first five games. Maybe. Yeah. Kareem Hunt just comes out as you're thinking this guy's the next Adrian Peterson. Oh, running my just gosh. steamrolling people, breaking tackles. I was like, so jealous of Log when he played. Like, yeah, the first opening week, 44 or 42 points. points. I was like, oh, my gosh. And you think gosh, a rookie coming into his first game. And then, no, the thing, the funny thing about it was, didn't he fumble one of his first carries? Yeah. His first carry, he fumbled, fumbled. his first NFL carry, comes out and just. After not fumbling, like. Forever, and then he can his just, entire career. he just forgets about it and rolls the New England Patriots. So it's so weird to see how f- how fast the Chiefs rose and now yeah. how far they've fallen. Yeah, I mean, losing thirty eight to thirty one uh, to the Jets, which Jets are another team where wh- <laughs> the Jets have come out of nowhere. Ever- I, yep. At the beginning of the season, some people believe that the Jets wouldn't win a single game. And they were talking about uh, number one pick and right. like all Who that Who they were going to pick at number one. They were going to have to pick one of these quarterbacks. Yep. And now now Josh McCowan comes in and just, like, what is he doing? Destroys. He's, he's, he's incredible. Or wait, no, not Josh McCowan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it did it. I was thinking of, okay, yeah. But no. Yeah, so he went the Chiefs 26 lo- for 36, 331 yards, one TD. He does that. Solid though. day. Yeah. Solid, solid day. And against Matt Forte, 15 carries, 58 yards. Not that good, but he had a lot of uh he's still a good fantasy yeah. points. Chiefs defense, though, that's kind of where to get 38 points put on you um by the Jets is definitely something that needs to be and Alex Smith you see, had a good game. Did you game. see Marcus Peters took that that the flag and tossed it into the crowd? Uh-uh. So I don't I don't know exactly what the flag was. But they threw maybe a defensive pass interference flag of some sort, and he he takes the flag off the ground, chucks it into the crowd. Did he get fined? He got booted. He got kicked out of the game. Oh, of course. Yep, that but makes sense. it just it just dude, shows the <laughs> dude. Alex Smith had a carry for seventy yards. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I I saw that too. That's crazy. I, I don't. I didn't actually see the. Uh, the I didn't play, see it. But I, yeah, my I goodness. Just saw that so, yeah, it's just crazy to see how far the Chiefs um, have fallen. Chargers took down the Browns, which, I mean, last year, the Browns had their only win off of the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers are sneaky this year, man. Um, Never sleep on Phil Rivers. That guy. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. He He's always down in the fourth quarter with And he's bringing them. Mar- he's marching yeah, down he's that marching field. Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Panthers, Saints, 31-21. And that is. Divisional, that was a big Divisional game. game. It was a big game. And the Saints stepped up, dude. I like the Saints this I year. Mean, I like the Panthers, another team that, like the Broncos, have fallen for the worst. I mean, they're not – I mean, as they're, far just, they're, as defensively. Very, they're inconsistent. No, they, they only got three losses, which is one of them to the Bears, but – Who? They have four. four. Losses. The Saints only have three. But, no, so the Saints – you the Saints go from being, like you said, the def- their defense was just terrible. They, yeah. were, they were one of those defenses that, like – when your fantasy player was playing them, you're like, yes, I got New Orleans this week. They're going to go off because the new their defense was just absolutely terrible. And now it flips around to the word. Their defense is, is definitely a, a top-tier defense now. And yeah. now that their offense, they got this two-headed beast at running back. They got Drew Brees, who's, ser- who's obviously still Drew Brees, but he's not putting up necessarily the numbers because they're not having to throw the ball so much anymore. 
because they're relying pretty heavily on Kamara and Ingram. Yeah. It's just that offense is scary. The defense is is well. They're they seem like they're being well coached now. Sean Payton after last year and a couple of years, people were thinking maybe he was on the hot seat. Yeah, but seriously, not anymore. That's for sure. Um, sorry, Rams thirty two sixteen. The Rams over the Cardinals. Baby. The Rams are they're going to the playoffs. a good team, and it makes you wonder who. Gosh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Man. It makes you wonder how bad of a coach he really is because if it's, I mean, I don't know if it's all coincidental or maybe they just weren't really trying for the coach and that sometimes can be an issue like, if the yeah. team stopped playing for the coach. Um, Something he was doing wasn't clicking. I mean, they though. are just, they're, they're, they're offense, a good team this year. They're great. Again, super <clears throat> well-rounded. Yep. It's incredible to see how far Jared Goff has come from Seriously. people thinking he's one of the biggest busts of all time. Yep, to now they're 9-3. They're and three. They're, and they're, I think they're a threat. I really do. I think they're a threat oh, in the yeah. NFC. I really do. I, I think agree. They're, again, they're well-coached. They're all playing for their coach, and they seem like they got Todd Gurley. They got Goff slinging. They got Seriously. Robert Woods. They got all these, these pieces that are starting to fall into place. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Giants are just terrible. Yeah, they we, lost. We got to touch it a little 24. bit on everything that's going on. With yeah, the I mean, they just fired their GM. <laughs> they just fired their head coach. Yep, Ben and Mac- Jerry. Ben and Jerry. <laughs> um, There's a Ben and Jerry reference for you, log. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I it's it's a fact that I never thought Ben McAdoo ever was the right coach. I mean, I'm not. I don't know necessarily. I'm not an X and, o, X and O's fan who looks super deep into coaching yeah. schemes and strategies. I mean, he just doesn't look like he would be he a just good doesn't coach, look though. Like it, look at him. He doesn't yeah. look like it. And to be coaching guys like Odell Beckham Jr. and stuff like that, I feel like you need a coach who's gonna I mean, have I, some authority and yeah, not try it, to look like I don't know. And then and then and weird. then this crazy debacle with Eli Manning, like the fact that that even was set into place, I feel like has to do with obviously one of the main reasons McAdoo is being fired. I just think that team, playoff team last year, goes in and are just now they're one of the laughing stocks of the entire NFL. Yeah, for the real. way the way things have gone down. Um, now Eli's starting streak is no more. Just yeah, it, it's just it Done. just doesn't make sense why they would even make that change. So it makes sense to me why those firings make complete sense. But it also doesn't it doesn't help that your best playmaker on offense, Odell. Is out, yeah, you know, is out for the season, but yep. which definitely doesn't help the scenario either. Not at all. Um, the Seahawks taking down the Eagles, twenty-four to ten, and that just shows that still, even with all the with all the injuries that that the Seattle has on the they have defensive a solid, they end, have a solid offense and defense. So they're if they, one side needs to pick it up, they see can. that's a team where no matter the record, like twenty-four to three. Why does it say three when I click on it? It was right a there. It says ten. Uh, like, That's I weird. Don't know. But yeah, it just shows the dominance that Seattle has been at home, and yeah. especially defensively. And they got that twelfth man. Yeah, they really do, and it's something real because I mean they've had they have injuries all over the teams are scared the when they go in there. It seems they have like. a terrible offensive line. I I think this was a game to where it's almost sort of a trap game for the Eagles because they're they're on such they're on this gigantic. Mm. Uh, just rise to everyone's thinking they're the yeah. number one team in the NFL. And it's perfect that in their first season as being a super, super dominant oh team gosh. in the league that they come out and 
they go into Seattle and lose. That makes sense to me when it comes. That's the NFL, right? Carson Wentz threw the ball forty-five times. Yeah, they they game. have this weird thing where they they got they traded for Jay Ajayi. He did not do that hot. And Nine now carries, he's not even yards. he's not even being utilized no. to what. I mean, to what at least when I saw that trade go down, I was like, "Wow!" Because the Eagles were already a good team offensively. Now they bring in Ajayi. I thought I thought he was just going to be a workhorse and he was going to take everything, you know. But yeah. obviously, they're still going to be. I mean, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. But when you when you go into Seattle like that, it's just that's just a trap game. That's such a hard place to win. Yeah, for real. Um. Let's roll into let, let's talk a little bit about the game tonight and then we can move into our our personal teams uh discussion. Um Antonio Brown, for those of you that haven't heard yet for right. whatever reason. Just announced uh yeah, Half he is going to play whatever was it was turf toe whatever it was must not be that big of an issue anymore or maybe he's just they're playing him but not going to use him that much just to kind of maybe mess with the right. Bengals defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. Because even coming into this game, like you would think the Steelers, this this should this should be a game the Steelers win comfortably. But when you think about the AFC North, is always a division where every They're game they two. Every, yeah, that's what I mean. They don't. To me, wow. To me, I mean, they are at top of the AFC. Just just like the Patriots, they're one of those teams up top of the AFC, yep. and generally you have more confidence in a team like that like I personally I I still think I guess because I'm a Bears fan and I saw the way the Bears beat them and I was like they just didn't seem like that great of a team um I don't know they're they're rolling now it's just the fact that they have these positional players is what they're so hard when you have for real when you have a back like Le'Veon who can catch the ball 10 times out of the backfield that little and there's nothing you can do about it that little like squiggle where he goes out and like no linebacker can can guard Le'Veon Bell. He's basically yep. a wide receiver, running back hybrid. Like he's become he's super fun to watch because he's like slow motion, but he's always he's so nifty. He never gets hit hard. His and, IQ seems high yeah, for on it, the field because right. he can read the defense and almost anticipate That's where they're going to be That's going, and like. he can just maneuver so well. And then how? So you're as a defensive coordinator, you're supposed to game plan for Le'Veon Bell. And then you got Antonio Brown, yep. like on the Who's outside, arguably the best wide Absolutely. receiver in the game, along for with hands Odell. And oh my goodness, yeah. So, yeah. and and for his for his size, Odell's not that big, but his jumping ability and stuff. Oh, and the make, speed and the makes up just for that it. that quick burst. Did I say Odell. Either way, I, I meant knew, Antonio. I knew, I knew yeah, sorry. But and and just, on the Bengals side, I mean, they're the Bengals are five and six. Yeah, uh, but they're at home. They're at home. They are at home. So and they they have a good home showing normally. I mean, but that's a rival there. Uh, yeah, the that's Steelers the thing. And it's the, gonna be it's when gonna I go there chipping. for work. The yeah. the Cincinnati uh, and people and stuff. I feel like it's over under how many Pittsburgh, quarters dude. it's gonna take for Vontez Perfect to get ejected. Cause, yeah, and especially in in a AFC North matchup like this, yep. where the Bengals are coming in this game and they want to beat the hell out of the Steelers. They just they want to make it physical, you know, because Big Ben's still. The fact that he's still plugging along, he's not necessarily as elite as he's been, but if you hit him and you get him down, he does have a tendency to, you know, bang up his those ankles and his knees yeah. and his shoulder. He's had a he's Foot. had a slew of injuries, but should be a good game. I mean, I don't think yeah. it's a blowout by any means. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
Um, let's ro- let's roll into uh, the Bears talk. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah, the Bears lose, and it was yeah, it was it pretty embarrassing. Um, it's it's pretty obvious the problem that the Bears have is the offense. I mean, it's just hard to move it. It almost feels like they're not opening up the playbook for Mitch, which is yeah. which I see. We're not doing anything this year you know we're not (laughs) we're not winning anything memorable this year so I feel like this is sort of the coming they're just trying to ease Mitch into the into the playbook they're really trying to get him get him acclimated to the to the weapons we have and stuff still need a wide receiver um great one one two punch at running back with Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard um how I know what's his name Kendall Wright yeah I know he hasn't uh performed I took him in fantasy thinking he'd maybe be a a sleeper I think he's a good re- he's a good receiver, but he's not a number one, and yeah. especially in an offense. Could you're he not, maybe develop into one? Because he's, I, he's not. I I still I think he's he's a solid two three guy. Yeah, but like Muhammad Sanu. We, yeah, yeah. Where where he's still gonna he he's just when he's the only guy to focus on there, and we have a, just a bunch of guys plugged in here and there at wide yeah. receiver. But like I said, the offense the offensive line's been all right. Kyle Long still seems to keep getting banged up here and there, but. The offensive line plays well. I think this is just a year where we're really trying to ease Mitch because the in, or the the offense has just been kind of putrid to watch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> without Tariq Cohen's magnificent punt return, we we would have only scored you know seven points. Yeah, that is but, true. So we lose fifteen to fourteen, and it's kind of bittersweet because Robbie Gold's first appearance back at Soldier Field, he and beats he hits five field goals. Were those the only points that the 49ers scored wow. were the five field goals that Robbie Gold kicked, including the game winner. So he comes back. We've had kicking issues. The Bears have had kicking issues because we didn't want to pay Robbie Gold. And then he comes into Soldier Field <laughs> and, and single-handedly beats us with his leg. destroys you. Yeah. It was, it's, this is one of those games, again, where you wonder how <laughs> much longer John Fox will be, a, oh, will be the coach. I the feel Bears. like after this year he's going to be done. Because you see, it's funny because you see, you see the the what crowd you, hold, you see the crowd holding up like the Mozilla Firefox Three logo, and, and like the like people want Fox gone. You know when your team's not great, yeah, and yet you have all these good pieces. Granted, they're young, or at least our franchise. You should have the right guy developing them. Yeah, yeah, and it just uh, it seems like it's just kind of steadfast with with John Fox, and I don't feel that he's gonna be part of the future. Yeah, seriously. Um, for you, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Um, what can you take away from this season, um, like good and bad? It's like what's something from the positive Bears? from the bit this bit. Like when you look back <clears throat> on this season and it's over and there's no playoffs and stuff like that, what can you look at and be like, okay, well this is good and this is a positive moving forward this is what needs should i think should change and it hindered us um the number one is probably just our draft picks i think we had a when when the draft was happening we were taking these like these division one double a play like these smaller school players like Tariq cohen and adam shaheen and stuff and i was like it's one of those things where you're like you're happy because it's the draft and you want to see what your team you know goes with and i a few of those picks, I was like, all right. And then they start showing Tariq Cohen highlights. I'm like, if he can even do a quarter of what he was doing in college. And he looks – I mean, if you saw that pump return. Dude, it was awesome. 
that's his 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 start and like his start his speed is so he has the accelerate he's a blink of an eye and he's just yeah. he's gone up the he hole he picks up and goes so i think those and are he even looped around and ran backwards yeah, yeah like and he has so he has such a control over his body he's yeah. he's tough he's tough as nails he when he gets hit he pops right back up yep. you think wow that's a tough hit pops right back up and i think eddie jackson was i mean i like the way he's playing at safety um Kyle Fuller has had a he Kyle Fuller has had flashes of being an elite corner. He yeah. he'll have games where he pops out and he'll, he'll he'll you can immediately tell that he's on today. He's batting balls down, he's making tackles behind the line. He's he's every time it's one of those where every time you see you see a guy fly in you're like, "Oh, I bet that's Kyle Fuller." And he comes <laughs> out and he's pumped up, you know? Yeah. So I think the defense has a lot to look forward to. Akeem Hicks is just absolutely dominant in the middle. Um I think if we, as far as negative things, um, I guess the wide receiving core, I mean, losing Kevin White again, man. Top 10 pick uh, a few years ago had, I mean, he was a burner in college. He was supposed to be an elite receiver. He really was. And just the injuries have really hurt it. Um, Letting go of Alshon Jeffrey seems to be the wrong decision now. Granted, he needed to be paid a lot of money, so... does your brother have his jersey, or who does he have that's not there? Anymore? Oh, Brandon Marshall. I Brandon believe. Marshall. But again, like we had a great, we had a super dominant receiving core only a couple of years ago, and yeah. then it just shows how how quickly it can switch. But I mean, I think I'm optimistic because I'm a fan. But sitting at three and nine, I just hope we lose more and get a higher draft pick. Because <laughs> I think it, it, we we drafted well last year. Let's hope and see that we can draft well again this year. Yeah. And, you know, forward. develop Mitch with another entire off season, and I think I think at least we're trending upwards. At least yeah. I think, even though we're having an extremely down year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can I can agree there. Um, and what was something bad? I said what was bad the receiving core. Oh, the, the receiving core, and just okay. some of the personnel things. I thought you were going to go coach there with what was. I bad. I, I mean I, that's I didn't want to keep harping because like yeah. again. You I don't know breathe. if you could I don't know if it's coaching. That. I don't know because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not. He, he see. I'm. I don't know. I, I. I don't know. You want Fox? I'll take Fox. You'll take Fox. Log. What about you? Yeah. You want Fox gone? Log wants Fox. Need something gone. fresh. Oh man. Kind of like the Bulls. Like, give Hoiberg out oh, of there. Oh jeez. I'll talk about that later too. Lovey Smith. Yeah. Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. Yeah. Yeah, Tre- yeah, oh hot butter. and uh, yeah, Tresman was good offensively, but then again, your the defense was just god awful. Yeah, he so won, uh, with Canada, right? Didn't he? Yeah, he was. Oh. Yeah, his can his Canadian football league team won like two consecutive. Really? Or Shout crazy. out Canadian football on yeah, helmets and headbands. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna pull uh, I'm gonna pull up into uh, some Titans talk then, if that's All cool. Right. Um. They took down the Texans pretty handily, which I mean, well, you should. Explain at this to why point. we're talking about the Titans. Oh, they're my team. I like the Tennessee Titans. I'm just gonna do a little update. Sorry. Yeah. So we'll we'll do probably do weekly updates on the Titans and how they're doing. But I mean, um, that division is a. It's crazy. It's a jumbled crazy. Yes, it mess. is. It, it, really it is. is. <laughs> it's it's nerve wracking because the games are really starting to matter as they're piling up on the leaderboard yeah, or whatever you want to call it and that was a big I mean, win granted the texans are obviously don't have deshaun watson They've i mean been downhill since yeah definitely and we've been on a good tear here we we've won a handful of games now 
Sitting and, at eight and four. Yeah, sitting nice. eight and four. We're in the top of the division, I think. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, that's the yeah. that's the division winner right now. I think the Jags are right below us. Um, but on Sunday they they played good. Uh, Derrick Henry. Oh no, you're tied with the Jags at eight and four. Tied with the Jags. Yeah. Do we have the split? Are we ahead of them though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Titans are in the playoffs. What I'm talking as about now, as a division leader. Sweet. Um, I mean the offense seems to be clicking well. Um, their offensive line, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna be forward. honest. I haven't watched a single minute of any Tennessee Titans. That's at all. cool. <laughs> um, I think their offensive line is pretty solid. Mariota seems to be able to have time in the pocket when he needs to be, but he also likes to scramble from time to time. It as does well. help to have a good, a nice one-two punch at yeah. running back too. Yeah, and Derrick I mean, Henry has come along nicely. Eleven carries, hundred and nine yards, and a touchdown. Did he have a breakaway run? He must have. I he must have I'm a not big sure breakaway. specifics. Yeah. These are just right off the yeah. the box score. Um, I mean, Delaney Walker, I feel, is... He's the, that's the only thing... He's at least, the safety net for yeah, Mario. from an outside perspective, again, somebody who doesn't follow him as closely, they need... Again, they're like the Bears, where they, they need, need they need that core. number one receiver, and they were hoping drafting Corey Davis as high as he was, that he would become that guy. And granted, he yep. was started out injured, and he's you know a rookie, so it's gonna, it might take him a yeah. little bit to kind of mold into the offense, especially with starting out the season injured, but... As far as pass catchers, they need they need someone that can that can develop alongside of Marcus Mariota. Exactly. That's why I think and Delaney Walker's becoming I mean, he's so consistent. Well, I mean, and the tight end the tight end routes and stuff I feel like are, yeah. are close to the line. Right. They're they're you can tell they're in his comfortability range yeah, to yep. where he Delaney Walker's obviously a safety net and if Delaney Walker's gone, then it makes me wonder right. who is he gonna throw That's to? That's what I mean. And that's that's they're gonna it's have to person lean. Really they're gonna have to lean heavily with. on running backs again. Yeah. So I think I think obviously they're not championship worthy. No. But I think again, if we can make man, the playoffs, Corey, so this if, is great. If Corey Davis would have been like the guy that they thought they were drafting that high, yeah. Um, they could be they could be a, a pretty solid contender in the AFC yeah. just from again pieces. Mariota's a viable quarterback. He's oh, still not sure. elite yet. No, not um, yet. He still needs to still, develop. Yeah, there's still some development that needs to happen there. But, but I mean, I'm I've been happy with this season, and it's been a joy to watch them, even with a positive record. Even though I yeah. know that they're not going to go, if they do make it to the playoffs, it's probably going to be a first round knockout, which is fine with me because mm-hmm. they're at least getting there. Yeah. I mean, the last it's time just getting getting the taste. Yes, just getting the taste, bit. just getting there. Even going positive, if they end the season. 11 and 5. Right. That's a very good season. I would be so <laughs> yeah, that's a good season. pumped with yeah. that. Like it would be awesome. But yeah, overall I think it's a I think it's good. I like it. And just, I like moving forward, but yeah, we just, just as need, far we, as the way the playoff picture is unfolding, I mean, obviously you got Patriots, Steelers and like you said Titans yep. and it's it's I feel like the AFC is more wide open. The NFC has a lot of good teams. You got yeah, you do. got teams like again the Falcons who lost uh, lost to the Vikings, but that's still a team that I wouldn't want to play. Um, the Packers are coming along; they're still in. Lions are losing. Cowboys, eh. Buck, yeah. And then when you get down to the bottom, but Panthers, Seahawks sitting in the wild card right now. Those are two good teams. Yeah, Seahawks are going to be scary. They always are. Always. They're, they're going to be a scary game to play, or a st- scary. Both of them are scary teams to play in. The- in that knockout phase right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Beginning. And as far as the AFC, I think 
I still just, like I've said last the on last previous episodes of last year, like I always have to ride with the Patriots coming out oh of the AFC. I gosh. have to. Well, the consistency, the coaching. Well, sorry. Um, you've seen everything that's happening. It's just it's been done before. The system is so well oh. ingrained into those players and into that team that it's. It's They're like, like the Spurs. You just expect them to make a, it to the yeah. playoffs and be and a viable contender. Absolutely. And out do out of the NFC, who do you like out of the NFC? Because I think, I mean, Vikings right now they have the they have the blueprint of I how have, to win championships. Great defense, um, good weapons on offense, quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. That's what you need to win titles. Seriously. And I think they. They're good enough to do it. I think the Eagles show that they still have a little bit more to do to be a championship team. I think the offense is still obviously dominant, but they run Did into Did you say who do I like out of the NFC? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, yes, Minnesota. But the way – I mean, granted, the Seahawks, the, the Seahawks just took out the mm-hmm. Eagles at home, but we talked about the 12th man and all that. The Seahawks are also playoff – proven granted right. they have a lot of people gone but for some reason i coach, just pete carroll's like, i really would like the eagles just to see it'd be fun i mean that city I just like, hasn't I like, won anything in so long i mean yeah. granted, it's not like the the phillies i think was the last one yeah flyers but like the basketball team hasn't won yeah. since like the 70s yeah. have the eagles ever won a championship they have yeah i think they, they have? have yeah i don't know i know McNabb got it yeah look that up please yeah, just look up the Eagles and, and go to their Wikipedia page. It'll say if they have any titles. I also like the Saints too. I think they're a sleeper. I mean, oh, even yeah, they're not they're necessarily a sleeper, pro- yeah. but still, like they're they're still playoff proven too. They're a yeah. team that knows how to get it done. I mean, Sean granted, Payton, their title was in coach, like same, 09. same quarterback, uh, great weapons, good defense. You know, the rest. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. Basically all I got. Yeah, for that's it. That's the, the NFL. NFL. That's everything that's going down. 1960. They won in the 1960. The Eagles in 1960. Is that before like of the merger? Wikipedia gave me NFL championships 1948, 1949. Yeah, it's been a while for the Eagles. They were close with TO and like Donovan McNabb and all yeah. that stuff, but yeah. Brian the, Westbrook. I think they got to The 2000. They got to a couple title games. They had dominated yeah. the division uh championship though. Yeah. Oh, divisionally. Yeah, so they've they've been they've had good again they've had good regular seasons yep. they just need to bust through and they can't they they put it together like the Chiefs they can put together a good regular season team but they can't find a recipe mm-hmm. for beyond the sixteen game stretch. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into the NBA. I love it. Yeah, let's let's dive right in head first sailor dive. All right, well I was gonna go over scores yeah. from last night, but I mean scores have already like games have already started for tonight. Yeah, so I'm just gonna mention like. The games that have started, the Magic are beating the Hornets by two uh, in the second period with six minutes left. The Pacers are taking, are dominating the Knicks, 56-34. Yeah, Pacers That's looking good. In the second quarter, the 76ers are getting smoked by the Suns, 53-39. That's Almost just... halftime there. And the Hawks and Nets just started, 12-9 there. And the Celtics are beating the Bucks, 24-17. And just over the weekend, a kind of a notable game. Yeah. Uh, Thunder finally beat, finally Ooh, getting yeah. a win against the Spurs too. Yep, against that playoff proven team. A slow and scoring game, ninety 
90 to 87. LaMarcus Aldrich has been playing very well for them and you can tell it's it's because Kawhi's not in there yeah. and they've been deve- they've been focusing their offense around LaMarcus because Which he they know that. <laughs> he can get it done though. It's, it's nice seeing him like play like when he was in Portland. Because he is hitting those turnaround shots. Yeah, he's his very, little his mid range game is. You can phenomenal. tell he feels yeah. great. And I wonder what their chemistry is gonna be like exactly when Kawhi does come back and how that's gonna affect the chemistry of everybody else. I think too. it has to. Because I, I just think Kawhi's is a transcendent player. He's which like a LeBron. Lamar- Lamarcus is granted, Lamarcus is a great NBA player. Oh, yeah. He really is, but, but he's not he's that all not, around. He's not guy. on Kawhi's level. He's nope. not. And the offense needs to run through Kawhi. Everything, everything on that team is funneled through exactly. Kawhi's skill set. So, I mean, if anybody can do it, Greg Popovich. Do I believe you think in it. Lamarcus le- legitimately knows that? I think le- I, from what I've heard from NBA, uh, other NBA podcasts and circles, is Lamarcus Aldridge is kind of a diva. First of all, yeah, I've heard that. He too. wanted out of he wanted out of Portland because Dame, like Dwight Lillard, Dwight Howard. Dame Lillard was the guy. He yeah. wanted to be the guy. Which is interesting. Is true. It's interesting why he even how the the reason why he's in, he's in San Antonio because of he's not the number one guy. Yeah, he, he's the weird. I mean, I think in his mind it's sort of a one A one B, but I think of in everyone else's mind and NBA you know what? fans and he's he's the number two. That is probably how Popovich sold him. Right. It'll now basically be, be a one A one B. Like you, it's going to be you guys sharing that number one role. Again, if anybody can do it, Pop can do it. Oh yeah, I think he can. But that's it's just cool to see. He's one of those only combinations of general manager coach that really work and he's has great. real success behind yeah, it. He's great. <laughs> Pop's awesome. I mean, how can you not like Pop? For but real. It just so. But with let's, the Thunder, yeah. Let's go. Let's go into the Thunder a little um, bit here because they've why do you think a little bit they here. are having issues? And do you think they maybe need to? Does Russell Westbrook need to take a step back and maybe change the focal point and maybe let's funnel a little bit of the offense more through Paul George or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah, I just the whole Russell Westbrook dynamic is just it's it's interesting to try and digest and really like think about because on one hand he's an extremely dominant player, great yeah. athlete, amazing basketball player, but the way he meshes with his teammates there's obviously something there. It's not just the fact that <laughs> he's a ball dominant player, and I feel like if a guy like Oladipo and uh, Demontis Sabonis can leave and are having career years yeah. away from Westbrook, um, I think that's something to be questioned. I think that has to do with head coaching. I think it has to do with scheme. Um, I think it has to do with the way he's his personality is. He's like Kobe I, in the fact that yeah, I'd probably be scared of him if I was the coach. I'd I mean, be like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want. Just by the way he plays. That's why I, mean, I think it takes. He plays like a psychopath. I don't think Billy Donovan is the coach for not necessarily just the, the Thunder, but for Russell Westbrook. I think he needs a hard-nosed guy. He needs yeah. a guy that, that's going to test him and say, you know what? This is the way we want the offense to run. Yep. I think that, you know, this is the way that things should but, go. But, I mean, in the NBA, unlike the NFL, the players have so much power, so much power. that You're Westbrook right. could just get him out get of him there. Fired. And yep. most of the coaches, that's probably why. I mean, even with the change, it still looks the same as when – who was their last coach? Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks. Yeah. I mean, it still just looks the same. Iso ball, not yeah. really 
Well, moving I, the ball if they have to, but they're not looking for the movement. I also heard an interesting stat. I believe they are top three in least passes made per game. Oh wow! So the ball's not moving, and in this day and age in the NBA, the teams that are thriving are teams that moving move the ball. The ball. Golden State, Houston, San Antonio. Boston's even moving the ball a lot better this year with some of those young players. Yeah. So I think in this NBA, in this NBA era, um, West Russell Westbrook can be an extremely dominant player, but can he be a teammate that can be something that you know he what can get his other players involved and just really open things up instead of sort of saying like I'm I'm the guy here I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the rim every time and. Granted, that's most and better than yeah. a lot of other teams have, but if you're trying to break through that ceiling in the West, I mean, yeah, and it just it just seems weird that they are able to mesh and play together whenever the Olympics are around, but when they're playing the NBA, like they've, it's hard to find that chemistry with uh, players. Could be and coaching, could egos. be level of competition, that is stuff true. like that. Because I think Mike Shashevsky, Popovich, also everybody has play the, the level Olympics, of respect. They're, they're passing more though. They're yeah. playing more of that that sh- that street moving, ball where everything just yeah, everything's just flying, flying around like crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, as far as the Bulls go, the Chicago the Bulls. With Zach Levine coming back soon, I'm not sure Love how it. quick he comes back. Um, I know it's, um, it's late be, December. I okay, believe. I just saw within this month he'll that. be back in the month. Um, with him coming back, is that a big enough help to to change their season, or will this be just kind of like a good okay? We have something to build on. Let's just yeah. work on building chemistry throughout. I the rest think of the this trajectory year. is the same. Um, I I always wonder how far up the sort of tanking goes like is it the front office they bring yeah. it and saying like hey we need to develop some of these young guys but like we don't want to win like i will always yeah. wonder how it was with the 76ers if it's like a thing where it's all the way at the top they all know that they're going to tank they're like we're tanking trust the process so, yeah and it's i mean from what I mean, they have now the it works now they dealt works. with injuries though for a long it, it's, time it's it's looking like a it could be an absolutely dominant force, uh, the Sixers. But no, the Bulls were in full tank mode. Um, we're three and eighteen. We've lost a lot of close games, yeah. like a few. Like it always seems like they stick around a little bit and then they lose. They stick around a little bit, then they lose. Um, some of the bright spots for me personally, um, from watching uh, a lot of their games, I like the progression of Denzel Valentine this year. I think his court presence. Um, his, when his shots falling, he's, he's a great three shooter. He has, again, it's a little bit spotty. He's not the most efficient, but he has hot games, but looking at the box scores, he's net, he's not, he's not a Justin holiday where he has like 27 points, one rebound, two assists. Mm -hmm. Denzel is all over the floor. He gets rebounds, steals, blocks, assist. Like he's, he's one of those players. He's almost like a Lonzo ball who can shoot better. I mean, granted. That's high expectations. I mean, Lonzo's had a terrible year, but yeah, well, f- as far as scoring and efficiency, but yeah, his I think I think it's I think Denzel for a lottery pick uh, last year. He just you know with the jumbled mess we had as a roster last year, he didn't get a lot of time. But I think his court presence, just the way he looks on the court, he's he's always balanced. 
He always makes that extra pass. So I like the way he's coming along. Um, I like the way Chris Dunn's coming along too. Uh, I wanted him in the draft in the the year before, and Minnesota ended up taking him. But and then we end up trading, and now we yeah. have him. So I thought he was great in college. Um, he he looks good now in the Bulls. He had a terrible year in Minnesota last year. Efficiency was awful. Turnovers were through the roof. But he's again he's progressing. He looks like he's yep. You know. And change of scenery does a lot yeah, for I these think so. players. When they do make these moves, a lot of it, some of it doesn't have to be coaching. It can just be getting out. Of, maybe they didn't like their teammates and they just yeah. wanted to something different. You they know? And now, and especially on this team, there's the green lights all over the place. I mean, we're not going anywhere. So you can focus on development. Like yeah. You can focus on – you don't have to really pressure to win games even though <laughs> you would think you would want to. But there's there's got to be this – this air around the Chicago Bulls organization that knows we're tanking. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, obviously our draft pick, Lowry Markinen, better than I ever expected, better than I ever expected he would be. I remember the draft night when we picked him, I was like, oh, another seven foot white guy from, from well, he played at Arizona, but European. I was like, oh, yeah. man, here we go again, like with these tall white European players. And, like, <laughs> I was like, He's just going to be another flame out, some guy who can kind of hit some shots here and there. But he's been great. He's he's a great three point shooter. He really yeah. is. Um, he's rebounding at a high rate. He he doesn't seem skittish on the floor. He seems comfortable. He's finding his shots. He's he's getting open. He's hitting his shots, which is great. Yeah, great to see from a pick that I didn't know too much about when we made it, and I was a little skeptical. But yeah, and just Zach Levine in general. Um. He played in Minnesota, not the biggest market, but you would see him on All-Star Weekend making oh, yeah. windmill dunks and winning dunk contests. And what I think the average fan doesn't know that he's actually a, a very good NBA player. He is a good if NBA player. If you watch player. his ability to score from Hinder three, ACL. his slash, yeah, he tore his ACL. Last year. Nine months ago, I believe they said. Yeah. And uh, he's now, from what I've heard uh, and I've read, he's at, he, had, he was in warm-ups a couple of games ago doing windmill dunks like yep, he's he, he's got the bounce and I think now with uh just the way injuries have gone um the technology is getting so advanced that an ACL injury is not necessarily the worst thing for your career like it used to yeah. be um so I think he's going to come back and especially with the roster we have now he's going to eat he is going to be full every game I'm telling you right now, <laughs> he he's just he's just gonna be everything. It's gonna limit Justin Holiday because Zach Levine is basically a ex- way better version of Justin yeah. Holiday. So it'll be fun to watch. It'll give Bulls fans something to look forward to because I think if you haven't progressing watched, forward, right? If you haven't lo- watched a lot of what he's done, he's ext- he's every night he's gonna do something that blows. Oh yeah, your, blows he's, your a, mind. he's an athletic player, and his talents should not. And just be ignored. just to end the Bulls talk, just because I could talk for days on this, um, I wrote down in my notes, Hoiberg is flaming garbage, <laughs> because I think Fred Hoiberg is, he was a fun hire. Um, just because Iowa State was a great team, um, I know just from what I've heard um, from other coaches on podcasts and stuff like that, he's a great X's and O's type of guy. He can draw up good plays. Yeah. Um, when it comes to when it comes to lineups, though, 
oh, it's so frustrating I with feel a like team. You're saying he's an assistant type of guy, right? He, but with a team like that, we have the construction of this team. I just want consistency. Um, the whole Bobby Portis, Nikola Meritich, like thing that's happening. You got to take the reins of your team. Yeah, seriously. And I feel like he's kind of he's on the Iditarod, and the dogs are just pulling him, and he's like, oh, like all right, Bobby, you. Get in place. Sorry, Nico, that your face is broken. But yeah, Bobby, seriously. go ahead and go ahead and get in here. Like it's just obviously I don't know everything that's gone on. I know that that kind of went both ways, but I I would really enjoy it if we had a different head coach, both for the Bears and the Bulls. Yeah, I could I could do a lot for you guys. I think also. What are, are there mm-hmm. any other teams or anything you want to talk about in um, the NBA? Because I, I feel talk like about the Heat a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. I actually watched the Bulls' heat. Uh, one uh, thing that you weekend. were talking about, I forget who you just mentioned, something, but he can shoot. I forget. Uh, who a lot you of said. players in the NBA can shoot no, the basketball. We were talking. Shut up. We were, talk, <laughs> we were talking about the Bulls, but uh, Winslow is something that he hasn't developed. Yep. That he. Yep. Seems I like him just, coming out he, of college. So did I. I thought he was going to be. I thought it coming out. I thought he was going to be able to develop and take. The shooting guard spot over for D Wade, and we would mm-hmm. really be able to You'd be set at rely that position for yes, the next exactly. eight years at least. But there's just something about him that's missing, and his shot has gotten better. But it's just his shots just he just doesn't have doesn't something. Whether it's the touch or the feel, maybe it's his IQ. I don't know. I mean, he went to Duke, right. but granted, to play um, basketball. But yeah, but still. I mean, White side, Hassan's out, and that's something he has seemed to develop into more of a team player. People always ripped on him for his uh, – just he worried about his stats, kind of like a Wilt Chamberlain, just cared about his own right. getting blocks. And now you can see him make his rotations to the basket better. I'm not saying he's amazing at it or anything like that. He's developed that, that little, like, 10-foot little jumper from yeah. the baseline, too, he, yeah, which is something that when he when he just started to come out with the heat – he was he couldn't do anything but like he was basically just like a dunker you know what I mean yep. a dunker and rebounder now he's put in the time and at least now that the Heat know that he's basically their biggest asset yeah that for he's, sure he has that little squeaker jump shot and yeah. if you don't come out on him he hits it like yeah that's huge to have um I just just want to I I don't know about Dion Waiters. Oh, I know about Deion Waiters. I feel like he's more of a flop than anything else. My favorite, okay, my favorite thing. I don't know where I heard the quote. It's it's something that obviously just bounces around every time Deion Waiters comes up in discussion. He he's one of those players who thinks that he is the best player in the NBA. Yeah. You can't tell him differently. Um, nights where he doesn't shoot well, it's not his fault that the shot wasn't. He's one of those players where. Yeah. He can bust out for 38, 40 points. He's yeah. done it. I've seen it. I've seen games where I it's mind-blowing yeah, at the really, shots that he hits. He can have but those nights. he's so inconsistent. But he's like a J.R. Smith. He is right. not the star of your comparison. team. No, I he's mean, not. But he thinks he is, and he no. wants to be. He has rises and falls, yeah. and he just happened to go on a huge streak last year going into a contract yeah, year. Yeah, he was right. You're right. That's, um, a, that's a great way to put it. Also, I just really hate. That we have Kelly Olynyk on our team. Oh yuck! Does anybody like um, Kelly Olynyk? No. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got the heat and the ponytail. Maybe cousins, but. 
The only people that like this Kelly Olynyk first... are Boston fans. I don't, I don't like you. <laughs> okay, but realistically, he's a pretty good NBA player. He really is. Yeah. He's got that aggression. He's he not is. scared of nobody. He's a good. He can hit he's the three. All, he's a good NBA player. He's a yeah. good journeyman to have coming off fun. the bench. He's, he's not, not fun. He's not sexy. I hate him. Nobody likes. Uh, random thing that I wanted day. to talk about with the Thunder that I skimped, forgot in my notes, um, but I see it right here. Who's came a long way with that team, and you've watched over the last few years? Stephen Adams. Oh, with OKC. Yeah. Oh, Stephen I, Adams. I like I love, him. I love Steve. for fantasy and everything. Like he's a he's. He's a well-rounded player. I like. I would rather the Heat have Stephen Adams than Kelly Olynyk. Oh well, by far. Absolutely. I I wonder. Yeah. I don't again, know anyone I, who wouldn't take that. I guess I wonder, like the theory we're saying about how how players get better without Westbrook. I think yeah. if he was on another team, he I wouldn't mean, be as he's, well. He's, not he's being, one of those people that are. No, I'm thinking he he'd be better. He's at he he's way too big. He's way too athletic. The dude is super nimble on his feet for being yeah. as big as he is. He, is. he has good post moves. You, that's a guy that you'll – he can back you down re- outside of, like, DeMarcus Cousins and Andre Drummond. Like, he's one of the stronger big men, like, in the entire NBA. Yeah. But he does – he fits so well. He fits so well on this Thunder team. How he's not asked to do anything too crazy. He's asked there to get offensive rebounds, get putbacks. <clears throat> Um, get oop dunks from Westbrook, which is He's, fine for with him. I, yeah, I I really like what Stephen Adams does. What's up? Let's, uh, let's guess his age. Oh, Stephen's Stephen's Adams. I feel like he's I feel like he's younger than we think. I think because I remember when they drafted him, but you won't guess. I oh, how, he looks like he's forty. I'm gonna say he's twenty eight or twenty nine. I'm gonna go with twenty five. Holy! That's illegal. Let's Ooh. check his birth certificate. That doesn't yeah, seem sketchy. legal. New Zealand ass. But back to the Heat quick. I also have just here written down. Heat I check. think they're just an even team, just like they yeah, were last year. Maybe slightly above, but I mean, love right the now coach. they're sitting eleven and twelve. I like, love. I, I like love Eric Spolstra. Great, great. They're coach. not going to get rid of him. I feel like great unless coach. there's a new regime comes in after Pat Riley when he's finished and stuff. Because right. I mean, Spolstra started out as like their video editor or something way it just down the line. How and high you can just, com- how high you can climb if yeah. you have the skills to do it. Seriously. And I was one of those people where. I thought his success was coming because of he had LeBron and Wade yeah. and that type of stuff. And now you see the characters he has now and the way – I mean, that team's a hard out for anybody. Yeah. They are. Even with – They, they are in a lot of tight games. Tough, they're a tough team to play. Yep. Goran Dragic is a – I like – He's, a, cra- he's a little crafty. I like him as our point guard. He's I think a crafty he's a little – I wish we didn't – man. We just tied a lot of money to Hassan and Tyler the NBA Johnson, does – I didn't – I had Tyler Johnson Whoa. stuff written down here, and I skipped over it because I didn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> he got a fat Over, contract. I have overrated slash overpaid written on my notes. I think he wouldn't be overrated if he didn't. I mean, I guess if he wouldn't have signed that contract. But in the maybe. NBA, in this day and age of the NBA, he's that's kind of like what happens. Regular. Yeah, yeah, that's just how much you have to pay that's a guy. True. And I don't know. He's all right. He he's he sometimes does some things that are fun, but. He got a fat contract, and I think you can plug in a lot of players that do what he does. Yeah, for real. Before we get into fantasy, I want to mention one thing. Um, does anybody know who the Houston Rockets are? Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I just feel like no one's – whenever you talk about best teams, somebody would say People Golden skip State, over the Rockets. Cleveland. Like, they forget how good the Rockets are. 
with the Chris addition Paul's of Chris back. Paul, which started out a little shaky, now they're fit in. They fit in so well. well and he was injured for a they're while so there too. They're so hard to guard. How do you guard that team? Yeah, like it's just. I, I'll talk a little bit more about the Rockets when we talk about some of our fantasy basketball players, but. I just wanted to mention them because it feels like no one's talking about them. Mm-hmm. And I think they they can seriously contend with the Warriors. I really do. I really truly believe that mm-hmm. with with the addition of Chris Paul and Clint Capella like doing crazy shit. Um let's start with NBA fantasy since yeah, we're we'll, in NBA. Yeah, we'll do a quick N- uh, fantasy If thing. anybody plays NBA fantasy, I feel like it's on the rise. I mean, I love it. we've we've been playing for quite a while, but it's it's one of those things where I remember something uh came Something came up that ESPN is now they have an official scoring system for NBA fantasy. It's the same as FanDuel. So as far as what we're referencing about NBA fantasy, because I know if if anybody plays it is a diehard, there are different scoring systems. Mm-hmm. The one we are referring to is just is just a straight points based system. So yep. it just as a reference, that's what we were going to be referencing from. So yeah, that's good that you touched on yeah. that. Because I know there's category leagues and stuff, but we're gonna just strictly focus on just point scoring leagues. Yeah. Um. Who do you have? And let's. Are, we're referring to like our teams, right? When we're talking about this stuff. I mean, I kind of reflected on this stuff as my own team. Your personal team? Yeah. I went all around. I mean, I kind of did some all around stuff too, but, but like, it doesn't. It, biggest yeah, it surprises. Can, because you, but you see your team the most, so yeah, you have the most to say. I, that makes sense. That makes the, sense. Um. Biggest surprise for me on my NBA team so far. Your um, NBA fantasy team. You have a team. My NBA fantasy team. You're, you said NBA team. Oh, I'd love an NBA. I would team. love an NBA <laughs> team too. Just watch um, basketball all the time and yeah, seriously. eat chicken wings and shit. But uh, Robert Covington. Oh yeah, Bob Cove, Roflo. He has Roco. been a. G- I drafted him and I was on the. Man, I was just like, I man, I don't know, and he has been. Balling for me. He's great. He can I love hit. it. And as just far as an NBA player itself, um, I, I, the reason why I thought he would take a fall in fantasy this year is because of Ben Simmons and yeah. Fultz was supposed to be playing. And Gosh, they just, Ben Simmons, They man. just have these. Oh, we'll get into Ben Simmons. He's a beast. Um, <laughs> we got uh, Robert Covington. I thought that maybe even the Sixers wouldn't give him a new deal. He ended the fact the deal that Robert Covington signed, I don't know it off the top of my head. I should have looked it up, but he is a he he is making as much as guys like Tyler Johnson. Where yeah. the impact that he has on the court for fantasy teams and for the Sixers in general, I mean he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. He can hit the th- again. He's a guy that just does everything. Yeah, um, little up and down in fantasy. I mean, you could probably talk about that a little bit too because i i've seen him put up 35 point game um, or fantasy points but then i've also seen him you know fall a little bit yeah i mean a little bit because yeah he'll have a game over this over the last like 20 games there is one negative two one five and tonight right now he has four other than that all of them are 11 or higher which is yeah and, and that mean, helps he, you in weekly leagues oh too. yeah over the like, season he's averaging 16.7 right. fantasy points He's only owned in eighty eight point six percent of the leagues, which is kind of crazy to think about. Those I feel like those are just leagues people just like nope. they accidentally did it and no one drafts nothing. Yeah. It's just like a eight person team or something or a Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird, but um but no, I like Robert. I want him. Yeah. You want to give him to me? We can talk <laughs> later off air. 
Who else? Do you have more surprises you want to talk about? Um, I got a couple. I mean, uh, Jeremy Lamb. Oh yeah, has been phenomenal for me. I picked good. him up off waivers. Yeah, and he's, he's been averaging almost pickup. 17 points a game, which is just well. And again, man. this our even our personal for our fantasy basketball league, we've even tweaked the scoring even more. So as far as a numbers, it's not it's not exactly like what FanDuel would score, but no. But I mean, we do a minus we do a minus one for field goal attempts. Minus one for field goal attempts. Minus one for free throw attempts. No, there's no minus one for free throw attempts. (laughs) If you miss a free throw, you get minus one. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Just players don't miss a lot of free throws. Players don't miss (laughs) a lot of free throws unless they're garbage. Oh, you have Jeremy. Oh yeah, Jeremy Lamb started. The reason why he's being able to get even to where he was at is because of Batum's injury. Yep. He came in. Batum started the season injured, and Batum is a high usage rate type of player too, with Kemba there and. I just think, yeah, Jeremy Lamb was a good player at UConn. Yeah. You saw him in the – he was one of those guys you saw in college basketball because you could see him a lot in uh, – you saw him a lot in the tournament, and he was a good yeah. scorer and this and that. But, no, I like him. He's, I think re- he's, he's really been, blossomed. He's been pretty good for people who have been able to pick him up. Yep. And uh, another one, he just went uh, to my IR, but Kyle Anderson for the Spurs. I oh, generally yeah. have a rule that I stay away from Again, Spurs no players. But he's the guy that's taking Kawhi's spot. He's, he's been, been averaging yeah. 15 points a game, basically 14.7, and I grabbed him off waivers. Yeah, big surprise for me, and yeah. it's maintained. Still, yeah, he hasn't just once. He's gonna be off. one of those guys you drop when one Kawhi gets quick back, one, though. just real, real quick, because I've had him in the past. Grabbed oh. him off waivers. Lou Williams. Yeah, I drafted him awesome. in this year, hoping he would have big and things again, with on the injuries, Clippers. Injuries to the Clippers. He, he started out the first few weeks only averaging around 10 points a game. I think. Like ten or eleven, yeah. and now he's steadily worked it up Don't and held him. sixteen. I'm not gonna drop. You're him. almost pressing the drop. I'm the button. commissioner. If I accidentally <laughs> hit the drop button, I'll put him back on my team. So yeah, that's. I mean, those are some surprises. I wouldn't say Lou Williams is a surprise. No, just because he's kind of been. But who I've he had is. him in the. Pa- the reason yeah. I did that was because I've had him in the past, and it seems like he normally averages around twelve fantasy points yeah. a game. So if he can hold this sixteen up throughout yeah. the season, I'd say that's a that's a good surprise for me. So I got more surprises here um, who are, I mean, obviously, like we mentioned earlier, Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. I'll get into hit him a little bit more. But uh, Clint Capella, I mean, my goodness. Clint yeah. Capella. I he just, started busting on the scene late last year. Yeah, he did. And uh, even even a, a season, yeah, even a couple seasons ago, he was a guy that floated on waiver wires a little bit. Yep, he was. But um, now he's just a, he's just an absolute animal, one of the best centers you could pick up in fantasy. Um I heard a stat that he leads the league in dunks. Wow. And in fantasy basketball, that's the most efficient shot in basketball. Oh, yeah. So his efficiency is through the roof. He's catching lobs from Harden and Chris Paul and ripping boards down. He's got the energy. He's got the motor. He's basically, he's in my opinion, I think he's going to end up being a better version of DeAndre Jordan. He can yeah. just do more because he's, yep. he's, he's a little bit shorter and maybe not as good of a defender, but... He's still a guy who's just – he's got a high motor. He's going to do – like I said, he's going to catch lobs and dunks. Yeah. And um, Another one I have is Aaron Gordon. Um, if you play fantasy at all, he's a guy that's been – he's been a guy that everyone's been waiting. They're waiting for. You know, he's been drafted. He's been kind of iffy, but now – this is the year everybody wanted him. This is the year that I wanted him. They knew he was going to play Ian through. James, even though that's not his middle name, but Ian <laughs> drafted him and – the guy dropped 50 on me one yeah, oh yeah, in the middle of the week. Yep. He had like 100 points throughout the whole course of the week. And like, yeah. That week, Ian had three players scored 90 points or more. 
throughout the court. It's happens. like you can't. It's down. hard to beat that. Yeah. But um, again, this is a guy everybody wanted this year. One of yeah. the hot commodities in fantasy. Not necessarily a surprise, but just to see where he's at. Um, he's playing at the four now, which is his natural position. I mean, nobody. He's not a three. I mean, it's obvious now that he's playing at the four. He's thriving. Um, Kyle Kuzma, a couple rookies, Kyle Kuzma and Don, Donovan Mitchell. Um, Kyle Kuzma for the Lakers, just he yeah. started out red hot. Um, still, I mean, he, obviously he's a rookie, so his consistency yeah. issues. It's not going to be. It's there. definitely a surprise to see where he his numbers have been. Uh, and as of late, Donovan Mitchell just scored forty one points, uh, real points, um, a couple of games ago, just imposing his will on the offensive end again as a high motor he's just been he's just been a fun guy to watch um and then uh, for a couple disappointments i'll just go straight into it yeah um avery bradley i mean coming out of the celtics uh coming off of the celtics onto the pistons i thought he would be i thought he'd be more utilized in the Pistons system i thought he would be one of their main go-to guys when it comes to scoring and stuff but Reggie Jackson's taken a, a leap, and so obviously Andre Drummond's just a monster. So, yeah. uh, Mike Conley, I know he's been injured, but even before he was injured, he was just he kind of his efficiency was pretty bad. Um, he's he's not he's a guy I'm not really worried about. Um, if you can buy low on him, I feel like he's a guy that you could you could offer to the owner of Mike Conley for something low. Granted, he is injured right now, yeah. so I think. My gosh. If you're willing to take the hit on an injured guy, or you have an opening in IR, I think he he's a good he's a good buy low guy. And then my last one is Brooke Lopez. Oh, he yeah. has fallen very far. Um, the Lakers just aren't utilizing him the way the Nets did. He's not really a Ooh. piece to their offense. Or I got one disappointment. They... Well, you got you're on the clock. Go ahead. Who are yours? Um, well, one just we talked about him earlier, but yeah, I mean for 27 minutes I a game, him. I know. 27 minutes a game, Tyler Johnson, and you're only averaging 9.2 fantasy points a game, and you're getting like 50 million over the next four years yeah. or something. I mean, that's that's one of those guys they had. Another one. I thought he would be Mason well. I thought he'd be good too. Plumley. Oh, that's just a far as far as like. That's just, just a, a weird he's scheme. Just in a, he's in he's a just weird in, position. He's just not in the right spot. I know because it, last the year the Trailblazers he was nice. Last he year I nice. drafted him. Drafted him on the from the Trailblazers. After, like, I was dumb, and after, like, a week, I said, why isn't this dude producing? I'm done. Threw him off to the side, and I think Darius might have picked him up yeah. last year. And he ended up getting him, like, a double-double every yeah. single night. And I was I hated myself for passing him aside. But you know what's funny? I did that the year previous, too. With, and with a with player Ma- dropping him too early? With Mason oh, with, Plumley, <laughs> with Plumley. <laughs> I did the same thing. And then the next year, I was like, I'm not going to drop him this year. And it was happening again. And I was like, yeah. I'm done. And then it... Mm, mm-hmm. So I That's one thing about fantasy basketball. If you're not as patient, preach patience, man. Yep. If that's why I didn't mess with my player yeah. for like the first couple yep. weeks. Guys will come back. Um. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, if they're a disappointment, they've been off my team for a while or something. Yeah. And I don't even yeah. pay attention, so I don't really have too many disappointments. Other than Rudy Gobert going down injury wise and yeah. being out for a while, which There's he became active today, and oh, I put him really? in my lineup. He's playing tonight. He's playing tonight? Really? Yep. Wow. Good but for him. Kyle Anderson and John Wall are injured. So yeah. I still have yeah. some injuries I'm dealing with. And but. Blake Griffin out two months. That sucks. Yeah, Blake I just, Griffin going. I feel I like, bad for he him. He gets hurt all the time. Chris Paul I mean, just came back, but yeah. him also, he was injured for a while there. And Paul Millsap's basically almost, he yeah. probably is done for the year. with the, the He just had surgery on his left wrist. 
out three months and Kawhi, who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's what I wrote next to who knows when Kawhi's yeah. gonna be coming back because I mean you trust a organization like the Spurs, but um, at the same I'm time sure they fantasy, baby him so much they could have him out this whole season. That's what I mean. I'm sure fantasy owners who drafted him are kind of bummed out that he because you had to spend a first round pick on him and oh yeah you're kind of just waiting around. So, but yeah, and then let's finish up the basketball fantasy with uh, just our who's your MVP of the first quarter of the season this and you mean thus far and you mean fantasy MVP or fantasy like MVP. normal no, like regular just, season MVP just as far as who you think is one of the most valuable pieces to this for this first quarter yeah. of I the have I was tossed up one. between oh man <laughs> cuz I have one and it's it's yeah All it's right. not necessarily the conventional pick but well damn putting you on the spot dude dead I air know. let's go all right fine i'm going to go with giannis 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 the whatever silent, I think. whatever giannis onto tacumpo He's been just bawling yeah, out, he's and you can watch. tell that he is the leader of that team. He's fun and they to have will on be your following team. Him. Like when you're yeah. watching Bucks games, he just he's just again he eats, yeah. he gets rebounds, Seriously. steals, blah. He's just all over the court. My other one was LeBron, just because of how his <laughs> age. <laughs> of course, you had to put that in. His age. No, and, I, uh, I had I had LeBron in mind too, but how he's playing just at this. Oh, he's just he's a he's just I mean, a destroyer. He's having worlds. a career year again. Yeah. It feels like we've been saying that every year right. for the past like and he four years. He keeps maintaining the level without being injured and it's just absolutely phenomenal but what's you what you got i he's not the um he's not necessarily the guy who's scoring the most points like i wanted i wanted to go with some like he's the most valuable in my opinion is ben simmons yeah because of where you drafted him potentially and the returns you're getting is he australian yes um played one useless year at lsu which proves the point of the one and done is just kind of yeah, a waste of they'll time. Be, they'll be done with it in a but, year or two. I mean, where you where you drafted him, um, probably around pick between pick forty and sixty, I guess, depending on the draft you had. Which that's how you win leagues. Yeah. Um, when you get those players who are end up their value ends up just massively exceeding where you drafted them, and the consistency, the like, he's a guy. He's he's staying injured. He's he seems athletic. He seems uh, he's just his burst. He has that. He yeah. has that, and he can just do everything besides shoot a three. So I think with with time will come. But in my opinion, if you drafted Ben Simmons, you're probably sitting in the top ranks of your fantasy league. Oh yeah. Forty ninth overall average draft. Yeah, he was average average draft position forty ninth overall, and wow. he's he's a top fifteen fantasy guy right now. So I mean, that's huge benefits you get for draft position and. Uh, Let's do okay. So fantasy football, the playoffs are probably beginning. Um, with I mean, this tonight can probably sway a lot of matchups depending on who you have and stuff. Getting into the playoffs and whatnot. But, oh man. Um. So as as the playoffs are coming into play, um, who are do you have some players that are kind of on the rise that are definitely someone that you would want on your squad right now? Um. Uh. Basically, I wrote. Steelers offense uh it just Not seems bad. like and I wrote that initially because I thought um Antonio was going to be out tonight so I was thinking well they everyone else is going to get a tick up there right and going forward if that continues to be an issue those could be mm-hmm. some right big people to have on also I thought 
Marshawn Lynch. And oh, yeah, the only been... reason I thought of that is because I know he's averaging 7.9 points a game throughout the season, but over the last four contests, he's done 19, 8, 19, and 20. Yeah. That's so, I that... mean, going into these weeks, if he's hot and they're going to keep riding that Kindle's goal line touches legs, too, and he I just guess, seems, yeah, know. he seems like he's yeah. he's coming into his own. I mean, yep. we started out the year a little bit slow. but uh, Jared Goff yeah. has been oh, a yeah. great pickup for people. And uh, I don't think he was drafted in most leagues as a quarterback. Yeah, probably not. That big of a you league. Yeah. We're a ten-team league, so he didn't so. get drafted yeah. in our league. I don't think. Um, and then also Josh Lambeau. He's a kicker for the oh, Jags. I yeah. picked him up earlier in this year, and I mean his numbers have just been phenomenal. I want to pull him up quick, uh, just to touch on it. A kicker. A kicker. <laughs> He ended up. He got ten this week, but he was undrafted going into the year. He was let go by the Colts. His game back was against the Colts, so he's only played since week seven. But he's at. He's gotten ten, thirteen, six, six, seven, ten. And for a kicker, I just mean, yeah, you can't ask for much more than you know. Yeah, nine, ten points if you really want. Yep. Uh, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, I have. Who I got? Um, I have a guy that's pretty obvious that. I personally have, and he's making my ride to the playoffs pretty smooth. Is Alvin Kamara? I, I mean, the last four or five weeks, he has to be the number one player in fantasy. I hate he, he's team. averaging like twenty-five points, like in fantasy football PPR. So, I mean, he's amazing. If you have him, you know why. Um, yep. I, I thought the the LA Chargers defense um, was a waiver wire pickup a couple of weeks ago, and now heading into the playoffs, I think. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I had Chargers on my thing. Sorry, I'm dumb. Yeah, I well, we're kind of molding the same. Yeah, <clears throat> but and then I had I had Josh McCown six total touchdowns the last two games, including two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, if you were having quarterback, if you were having quarterback struggles at any point, um, picking up Josh McCown, you're making a late surge where you don't have to worry about your quarterback now. He's mm-hmm. like I said, six total touchdowns in two games. I mean, yeah. that's killer. A um, couple other pickups I won't get too close into. I mean, Jamal Williams for the Packers, he's been good. Uh, another de- Patriots defense has been good. Um, Latavius Murray, uh, Minnesota Seriously. running back who sat on waiver wires only because people thought Jarek McKinnon was going to get the most yep. the load. But 60 total PPR fantasy points the last four weeks combined. Um, he's been great. Um, Got any others you want to touch on here? Uh, yeah, I snagged Dion Lewis a couple weeks ago, mm. running back for the Patriots, and I know their Patriots are very hit and miss. But They're since I've grabbed on. him, except for the main state, since I've grabbed him, guys. he's been. I mean, he's gotten me like nine or so each week the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. That I, and I mean, my running back. If you know my yeah, team, yeah, if, if you're, you're depleted league, at running back, I am depleted. I have a Todd lot of people Gurley are, and that's it. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to ask. I wanted each of us. And maybe you can get in on this too, kid. I want a player that we each drafted that has surprised you, that maybe you rolled the dice on, and they're like now a key part that you're like, I'm gonna go for it. Maybe they'll pan out. Whatever. Um, I'll we, start. Yeah. I hate to be like arrogant, but the team that I drafted, um, my expectations were high because I thought I had a good team. Yeah. And now it's just the team that I had, like. They're not really ex- exceeding my expectations because they are who they are. Tom Brady, yep. um, Le'Veon Bell. The only thing I guess is is losing Zeke hurts, but I had Kamara. Luckily, yeah. A lot of my pickups is... were pretty lucky this year. All right, Jared's team is like eleven and one. Should be this twelve week. and zero, but all right, all right. 
We but love yeah, so I mean, his <laughs> team is solid in our league, and it's he's looking like he's definitely a, a championship yeah. hopeful. What about yours? Because your team's um, been steamrolling. Mine has been Todd Gurley. I know oh, yeah. last year he was, he was terrible, rough. yeah, and I just I researched kind a of lot a on gambling. Him. It was kind of a gamble. It was you a gamble, like, eh. and when I legit when I drafted him, going into it, I said, okay, worst comes to worst, I can throw him aside, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's been so good. I mean, he got Catching me twenty one. He's averaged yeah. twenty point five points throughout the whole season. In an offense that in an offense that's really been surging, tearing. which yeah. helps. Tremendously, that, and that's been mine. I mean, obviously, I've had Antonio Brown last year and this year, and clearly he's going to be a big yeah. key for that. But what about you, kid? Uh, for me, though, it's not the biggest position in the lineup going into every week. The tight end position. For me oh Zach yeah, Ertz. Zach Ertz. Oh baby. yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. Oh yeah. That's. Yeah, he was, and he's wow. now what the second ranked. Tight end, he's yeah, he might even be over Gronk, yeah, which is incredible. That's crazy, that's incredible. Oh, yeah, is an elite, yeah, yeah. Look at him now again, like we were talking about Delaney Walker, how he's just he's the security blanket, he is their security blanket. Just he just no for Mario. yeah, no, I was talking, Ertz is the security. Oh, you said Delaney Walker, I thought you meant, yeah, I was just comparing the two, but. Yeah, and a couple of guys that have fallen off before we end the show here. Uh, yep. I had Kareem Hunt just because he started off so hot, and you thought he was going to be the number one guy in fantasy. Falling off a little bit here is it's just kind of going along with what the Chiefs are doing. Um, I own Jordan Howard, and he's very he's very sporadic. Um, he's a guy who's going to get you twenty, or he's going to get you four. I think that's yeah. just 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 a manner of the Bears offense not being able to really pass the ball too much, so they're kind of packing the box on Howard. Yeah. Um, and then I have Tyrod Taylor um, just because of the way he got benched, and he was a top-10 fantasy quarterback last year, and I liked him coming into this year. I yeah. thought they had some good weapons, but, I mean, with the injury now, but the benching, and, yeah, it's he's kind of fallen down a little bit. Um, I got two. One. I got one, two, three. Is T.Y. Hilton. I drafted him thinking. Oh, no, Andrew Luck. Oh, I drafted sucks. him thinking yeah. that Andrew Luck was going to be coming back after a few weeks, and he literally this year turned into that player that's either going to get you four yes. or he's going to get you twenty. Yeah, and I just he's had a couple gigantic. I ones, sat him. I I hard. thought about playing him this weekend, and I didn't. And I was debating putting him over him in over Sanu. Sanu got me seven. Ty got me fourteen. Another one, Kelvin Benjamin. Oh yeah. The trade has been terrible. The trade has been, been terrible, hurt. and now yeah. he's hurt, and it's just, I mean, he still has, he's averaged eight. He's just a giant. If yeah. you see him on the field, he should be a tight he's end. Just, the guy is huge. He, he yeah. weighs a lot. You're throwing around a lot of body weight. Yeah. Yeah. He he, he, he has been. I, I thought he was going to be a nice I little like number number two, number three wide receiver. I really yeah. did. I thought I had high I thought he was going to be doing good things there with Carolina. Before we drop it. Yes. Um, I see. I'm just an amazing GM, and I picked up Greg Olson, um, a couple of weeks before he was healthy, just because I had the room to spare. 
I picked and, up Tyler uh, Croft the other week. Just in case, just in case, and now it's well. Actually, I have the first round bye in the playoffs, so actually, the suspension won't even really matter. Matter, but yeah, no. I think if you are a Gronk owner, I believe it's Martellus Bennett is the is sort of the cuff. Um, guys like the receivers get bumps. Amendola again. Deion Lewis, I think, gets a little. Just everybody, I think everybody kind of gets a little bump. I wouldn't necessarily go out and run and start Martellus Bennett. Because I think again he's pretty spotty, but kids adding him right. Tom now. Brady, Tom Brady kind of, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady spreads the wealth. So, um, another thing I wanted to mention before we uh, signed off for the day or for the evening, we have I don't know if kid brought him, but we have how many how many golf balls are in that pack. We have a m- pack of Nike. Yeah, it's m- a four packs of four. Four packs four of sleeves of four. Eight sleeves of four. Four. It's four fours. So we have a Nike yeah. Mojo, right? We have a pack mm-hmm. of 32 Nike Mojo golf balls that we're going to be giving away. We're not sure how yet, but maybe within the next few weeks we're going to We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll let you guys know, and we will, uh, yeah, whether it's pick a winner or something yeah. like that. But we will, uh, we'll be giving we'll those figure away. out a way. So if you keep watching, if you interact with us on Twitter and stuff like that, it'll definitely make your chances higher of yep. winning a sleeve of golf balls. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, again, first first episode with the new stuff. Um, still ironing stuff out. Uh, hopefully, yeah. things are smooth here. Hey, it's, no, it's, it's all right. It's a, it's it's a learning a working experience. project. Hopefully, you guys can come with us and come on, come on this journey with us. But um, thanks again for stopping by, and uh, look for um, disc golf show on Wednesday, and we will be dropping log on on Friday. So, yep, help us join the disc golf show name. Thank you. Have a good one. Peace. Later.